Hello and welcome to another episode of Here's the Point with Caden Kelly. And I'm Caden Kelly. <laughs> this is a supplementary podcast to my main podcast called Book Club with Caden Kelly, both of which where I read a book, a nonfiction book, to help improve my health, my wealth, my wisdom, and my peace. And this podcast keeps me accountable so that I read the books and then I can talk about them to help me understand them a little bit better. But also, I like to share them so that you can gain inspiration and uh, all of, uh, improve all of those areas for yourself as well. If you like this conversation, you can find access to uh, the longer form of this conversation through the link in my bio. Or you can go to kadenkellysblog.wordpress.com to find all the links there. Or just go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and search Book Club with Caden Kelly. You'll find all the, all the crap there. So... I do I do a book a week, um, and I, I do that longer podcast live if you want to check it out. Otherwise, I do this one once a week. I post it here and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Here meaning Instagram, assuming that's where you're watching this. Uh, should never assume. This last week I read The Righteous Mind by Jonathan Haidt, Why Good People Are Divided by Politics and Religion. Um, long ass book. I'm not going to get to near enough of the detail that I want to in this one. It was awesome. The, the, I just did the first podcast. It took me about two hours to get through it. It's real. I know it's really intimidating, but there's so much meat in here that, uh, and I love this, this conversation. So, uh, a little bit about Jonathan Haidt real quick. Um, here's his picture for you. You can, uh, you can ooh and ah over him. Jonathan Haidt is the Thomas Cooley Professor of Ethical Leadership at New York University's Stern School of Business. He attained his PhD, excuse me, he obtained his PhD in social psychology from the University of Pennsylvania in 1992 and then taught at the University of Virginia until 2011. He's the author of The Happiness Hypothesis and co-editor of Flourishing. He lives in New York City. That's Jonathan Haidt. He's a really smart guy. Um... One of the things that I struggle with the most with these kind of books is they share decades of research and experiments and studies um, and then compiles all the info into results. And then all I do, I read the book and I go through the research that he shares to I try to understand his conclusions and then I just read the data. So really all I talk about is the things that we learned that he studied. So it's uh, it's almost a shame that it's, it takes 20 years for a 12-hour book, but and a shame in a sense that he deserves way more credit. All of these authors that I cover deserve way more credit than I, you know, I'm here basically cherry-picking the data, but with good intention, you know, trying to understand the universe better, ourselves better, to make better decisions, to be better people, to feel happier, uh, to feel more at peace, and uh, it's it's anyway credit to Jonathan Haidt. The the this book was one of my favorites to read, one of my favorites to talk about too in the longer episode. So tons of notes. I t- I take notes on my phone every every time I read a book, and that's what I go off of for the long podcasts. And like I said, there's so much meat to this. I don't know if I'll I can't I know I can't get to everything. In fact, I'm gonna have to be extremely brief because I do this in 15 minutes or less for your convenience. Um, if you if you like anything that I say here, I recommend you should go listen to that one or go read the book. You know, it's good. To, go read. It's good to read. 
All right, well, let me break this down a little bit. Um, in the introduction, he says uh, that this book is about why it's so hard for people to get along. He's, he explains why it's so hard for us to get along. Uh, the hope is to make conversations around morality, politics, and religion more common, civil, and fun for everyone to get along. And what, uh, what more can we ask for in this world but to get along better and to have a difficult conversations and to have them regularly and with respect and without getting mad or challenging each other or fucking killing each other, you know? So this book is uh, broken down into three parts. Uh, part one is called Intuitions Come First, Strategic Reasoning Second. Uh, part two is called There's More to Morality Than Harm and Fairness. And part three is called Morality Binds and Blinds. And there's no way I can go through my notes or even just like skim through them. So I'm going to do a little – I'm just going to try to talk about each part a little bit. Intuitions come first. Strategic reasoning second. This whole – this the part one is dedicated to – oh, actually, yeah, I think he shares part summaries. Oh, and I didn't write them down, but part, part one is dedicated to um, – Explaining that our minds, uh, cha oh, chat's chapter seven. I shouldn't do this. It'll take too much time. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I obviously I'm not that planned. I was I wanted to read the chapter summaries maybe or the part summaries, but I'm just gonna explain it to you. So part one is dedicated to explaining that our us as humans, we basically have two two thinking processes. We have our brains that uh, are rational and reasonable and we we make up um we come up with explanations for the world and our feelings and then there are our feelings and he explains this as our that we're the our brain is the writer and our emotions or our gut feelings or our intuition is an elephant so our brains or our reasoning or rationality we're trying to justify or explain our gut feelings we're trying to you know we we experience the world um, and then we have reactions to them and people have different reactions to similar circumstances because our brains are, are made differently. We have our genetic tendencies are different, but, uh, his, the whole part one is to prove or to try to explain, uh, the, that our decision, our morality is driven by our gut feelings. And then our brains are trying to explain why we have those gut feelings uh, so if I'm going to look through this part one a little bit, um, yeah, moral reasoning from chapter two, he says, moral reasoning is part of our lifelong struggle to win friends and influence people. We try to explain our reactions to the world in a way that allows us to be included in groups, not to be outcasted or shunned, but also to influence people, to convince them that what we feel is uh, worthy of their morals as well, worthy of their acceptance and of their beliefs. So, th and this is this is how our bodies and our brains have evolved. Uh, we're more concerned about the reappearance of reality than than reality. That's chapter ten. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the 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 gist of part one. Our minds serve our intuitions by reasoning our beliefs and judgments. Yep, part two. There's more to morality 
than harm and fairness. In part one, uh, he explains a a line of a theory to the origin of morality is that children learn morality through their experiences with harm and fairness. And he part two is dedicated to explaining it's way more complicated to that than that. Uh, the theory makes sense when you th- uh, when you know kids as they grow up they learn that being harmed sucks and unfairness sucks, uh, so they they establish their morality based on those experiences. But uh, part two is dedicated to exp- it's more complicated to th- than that. In chapter six, he explains there's uh, five core moral fun- fundamentals. He calls them the moral fundamental. Th- calls it moral fundamental theory uh they are care slash harm fairness slash cheating loyalty slash betrayal subversion slash authority i should say that the other way around authority slash subversion and five sanctity slash degradation those are the five our morals are established on those five foundations care in the positive term Care, fairness, loyalty, authority, sanctity, and in the opposite, harm, cheating, betrayal, subversion, degradation. And then he shares uh, like uh, these these. Fa- this is his theory too, by the way. So he explains that uh, we evolved to feel these things because, um, well, our our as individuals, humans, that it allowed us to see like with care or harm. Uh, we evolved to care about each other because it uh, helped us survive. We cared, and then we learned that we don't like harm because it sucks, and sometimes it leads to death or ostracism, uh, which leads to death. We care about fairness and cheating because free riders suck, and we want people to to carry their weight, like karma, proportionality. Things should be fair. Uh, betrayal sucks. Subversion sucks. Anyway, so these help these helped us evolutionarily to survive. And to thrive, um, and then he talks about how they are um, they are implied in politics, in religion. Uh, yeah, awesome stuff. But I got to keep going, unfortunately. Part three is called morality binds and blinds. So we know that our intuitions come first. That's our initial reaction. And then our brains are trying to justify our intuition. That's how we, and then we develop morality based off our explanations. Um, there's five fundamentals to morality, and then what we learn, what this part three explains is, um, we the things that we run with, the moral, the morals that we develop and instill in our culture and our in groups are the ones that bind us together. They bind us to the the morals, and then they bind us together as a group. But it also blinds us. They blind us to outgroups, how outgroups behave, like different cultures, different societies, different politics, different religions. It blinds us to them. It makes us not like them or not, at least not empathize with them. And uh, it blinds us to truth if our morals are, you know, uh, Im- actually immoral. So that's... a. This is part. This is his what he's trying to explain in part three. Morals bind us together and bind us to the morals and our in groups, and then they blind us to the truth, where truth is, and blinds us to other groups and to other people. Uh, he explains that uh, really, like the the 
this happens in religion. It happens in culture. It happens in our hobbies. It happens in all of our relationships. And basically, um, the the way to transcend this, the way to overcome these our in group biases is to experience. Uh, he calls it the hive switch because as humans, we work together like a hive, a, a hive of bees, but we're, we're apes, you know, we're monkeys, but there's a way for us to transcend our selfishness and feel empathy for other people, or to at least want to work together with our, uh, with our fellow humans, even though we might disagree on things or believe different things. The three examples that he used, he says, there's many ways to, to experience this switch or to experience this grandiose sense of of empathy or peace or happiness. The three ex- experiences he shares is awe in nature, you know, going out into the into the wilderness or the Grand Canyon and seeing just how magnificent the world is, and that it's, there's something greater than us, something more powerful than us. Uh, Stoics and and uh, the Stoics the Stoics uh, call it Mother Nature. Mother Nature is all powerful. Buddhists believe it's the it's nirvana, it's the oneness of all spiritual life. All life is connected um, together through our spirits. Christianity are we're united through uh, through God, and we're He's our He's all of our Father. He's the Father to us all, rather. Um, these you know ex- experiencing having these things that experience uh, connection amongst people that we disagree with. Uh, this is how we. This is how we transcend our selfishness and transcend the, the, the binding and blinding experiences that come from our, from our morality. Um, yeah, I mean, this, this is short. This is, that's as good as I can get. That's as much as I can give you right now. There's so much more to this conversation. I think it's, I think it's uh, awesome to consider why we behave the way we behave, why we believe what we believe, and how we can be better people to each other. To uh, you know, to work together with groups that we disagree with. Why the right and the left fight so much? Why religions fight against religions? Uh, why you compete for a business competes against business? We can do it, and in fact, he explains that it's important to have these differences. Uh, our genes are designed to create us to believe different things. G- some genes make us more left wing. Some genes make us more right wing. And uh, this is normal, and, and he so he says it's it's good because it helps when we can work together. We can find we can find middle ground and really good solutions that work for everybody. But when we when we're too selfish and we uh, don't transcend this selfishness and we don't transcend our in group biases, uh, it, the cost is peace and well being and camaraderie with with our fellow humans. So. Uh, anyway, go check out the longer conversation. It's beautiful. Go make better decisions in your in-group. Don't be so selfish. Don't be so self-centered. Do things that um, help you be a better person, that connect you with the oneness of the world, with the oneness of humanity, and help you make better decisions to be more empathetic. And uh, that's Jonathan Haidt's book, The Righteous Minds, uh, Why Good People Are Divided by Politics and Religion. We'll be here next week. Check me out. Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or go to my blog, Caden Kelly's blog, dot wordpress.com. We'll be in touch. Thank you very much for tuning in.